بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد many people have been discussing or rather asking some issues in terms of sometimes the challenges that they face at home and sometimes the relationship between spouses becomes very strained various other issues of that nature so since this has been asked by several people and maybe many others are also wishing to ask something of this nature but haven't asked so therefore we will discuss one or two things in this regard from this kitab of the dr rahmatullah topic is kamil iman wala kon hai who is the one who has perfect iman hadith sharif mein hai ki sabse kamil iman us shakhs ka hai jiske akhlaq acche ho hadith sharif is mentioned that the person who has the most perfect iman is the one who has the best akhlaq here again is something to ponder that the perfect most perfect iman there are many many amal that could have been the basis of declaring the person with the most perfect iman as being the one who excels in those amal somebody who fasts every day of the year nafil fast somebody who makes tahajjud the whole night somebody who makes excessive tilawat of the quran sharif all these are tremendously great amal but in the hadith sharif the perfection of iman is obviously the Iman will never be perfect if a person is not fulfilling what his obligations of deen are or he is getting involved in haram that goes without saying but together with that despite having everything else in place if a person's akhlaq are not in order his iman can never be perfect and the most perfect iman is the one together with all the other things has the most perfect akhlaq this is what is being referred to here and this is actually the hadith sharif akmalu almu'minina imanan ahsanuhum khuluqa the one with the, the person with the most perfect iman is the one who has the best akhlaq jabki hamare zehno mein ye hai ki jo zyada ibadat karta hai zyada haj aur umrah karta hai zyada tasbeeh wazife padhta hai uska iman kamil hai our minds and hearts we have this concept the person who makes more ibadat nafil ibadat has performed more hajj and umrah has recited more tasbihs and wazifas his iman is more perfect magar sarwar e alam sallallahu alaihi wasallam ka irshad e mubarak hai ke jiske akhlaq acche hote hain uska iman sabse zyada aala aur akmal hota hai whereas rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he is declaring that the one who has the best akhlaq and character his iman is more perfect together with fulfilling the obligations of deen together with refraining from sin his akhlaq is the best his iman will be most perfect ala akhlaq na hone ki wajah se kam gharane hai jo sukoon se rehte hai this is due to not having good akhlaq better akhlaq as a result of this there are very few homes which have complete sukoon tranquility peace the reason for this is the lack of akhlaq ورنہ کہیں شوہر کی طرف سے زیادتی ہے تو کہیں بیگم کی طرف سے زیادتی ہے 
جو شوہر کو بے غم نہیں رکھتی سم ٹائمس دے از دس ایکسیس اینڈ دس ٹرانسگریشن فرام دا سائڈ آف دا ہسبینڈ ہو از ٹریٹنگ ہز وائف بیڈلی سم ٹائمس اٹ از دا وائف دیٹ از ناؤ ایکسیڈنگ دا باؤنڈس ایکسیڈنگ دا لمٹس ڈسپلنگ آن دا ورڈس ان اردو ان اردو ون آف دا ورڈس دیٹ از یوز فار وائف از بیگم اینڈ says that now as a result of the lack of character she does not leave the husband bare gham the first one is with a different letter but this the words sound similar begam means wife and bare gham means without grief so she doesn't leave the husband without grief iska naam to begam hai magar apne shohar ko bare gham rakhna nahi janti اس لیے آج آپ جو کچھ سنیں وہ اپنے بیٹوں بیٹیوں اور بیویوں کو بھی سنائے حضحکیم الامت مجدد الملت مولانا اشرف علی تھانوی رحمۃ اللہ علیہ نے بہشتی زیور حصہ نمبر چار میں شوہر کے ساتھ نباہ کرنے کا طریقہ میں سرور عالم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کے ارشادات تحریر فرمائے ہیں کہ عورتوں کو شوہر کے ساتھ کس طرح سے رہنا چاہے دیز اے ہول ڈسکشن in the tanwir rahmatullahi has written in detail of what should be the manner in which a wife should treat the husband now this topic is something that makes every husband very interested you say that this is the right thing that i need to take back home as the gift of etikaf <laughs> but really that is in its place the gift of etikaf is how we take ourselves back what we have which what positive changes we have made and what kind of akhlaq we have adopted <coughs> so this is a quite a detailed discussion but this discussion is for a different audience so we will go further on which pertains directly to us further that says and this particular hadith sharif actually which was just mentioned earlier when nabi sallallahu says that the most perfect iman is of that person who has the best akhlaq that is the first part of the hadith there's still a second part of that hadith sharif in the same hadith sharif nabi sallallahu says after having said this first part akmalul mu'minina imanan ahsanuhum khuluqa wa khiyarukum khiyarukum li nisaihim and the best among you are those who are best to their wives now this is an ajeeb thing that there's so many things in life and nabi sallallahu says that the best among you are those who are best to their wives with the apparent link that a person wants to become the best muslim he wants to become very close to allah taala he wants to become somebody who has the most perfect iman Where is this getting linked to being best to one's wife? As we touched on this topic many times during the discussions, that often this aspect of akhlaq is very well practiced on with people who are distant, with people who are complete strangers also. And those who are closest to one, those are the people with whom we deal with sometimes no akhlaq. totally opposite of good akhlaq but very poor akhlaq now this is the big tragedy 
what happens is, why is this the case? Unfortunately, this is the case very, very often. Why is this the case? That obviously, on the one hand, we interact most with those who are closest to us, those who are under our roof, so we interact most with them, or our immediate family, a little bit more than those who are at work with us, those who are on a daily basis, we are interacting with them in some way or the other. So now when a person keeps interacting with somebody over time, then that concern to make sure that we deal with people in the correct manner, that concern starts sometimes diminishing. When a person is dealing with somebody for the first time, some strangers, he wants to deal with the person very nicely, doesn't want to be abrupt, doesn't want to be rude. So if somebody he is dealing with for the first time, somebody he is dealing with now and again, he is very, very cordial, very uh, good. So why should that change if he's dealing with somebody all the time? Instead, that should become even more of a concern when dealing with somebody all the time because there would be more occasions when something would get tested in the process. So obviously, we are insan, others are insan. We have some weaknesses, others have weaknesses. So there would be some things that would bring about some kind of disruption in that relationship, in that peace. But that is the challenge. That with good akhlaq, to keep always dousing those little fires that come up sometimes, those fires of anger, those fires of sometimes having blurted the wrong thing out, or whatever else might have happened, whether we did it, whether somebody else did it. But the water that douses this is akhlaq. And this is what keeps the relationship growing in whichever context, whether it is between parents and children, whether it is between spouses, whether it is ex- immediate family, extended family, whether it's at work, wherever it might be. That relationship as it's supposed to be, what keeps it going is akhlaq. Everything has something to bind it, two bricks to bind it together, you can't use glue, it won't bind you have to use cement for it. And if you to bind two pieces of fabric together, you can't use cement for it. You have to use thread. And you stick two pieces of paper, there you use the glue. So everything has its specific substance to bind it. What binds the relationships is akhlaq. To the extent that there will be akhlaq from both directions, to that extent that relationship will be strong. And otherwise, with poor akhlaq, everything else can be in place. Many a times we try to strengthen relationships with material things. But if that akhlaq is missing, those material things won't make any difference. If that akhlaq is there and that relationship has been kept strong, then those gifts, etc. will also help to enhance it. Tahadaw tahabu. That give one another gifts, Nabi Salaam says, it will create muhabbat. But now, if that constantly there is a interaction with poor akhlaq, with bad character, with abruptness, rudeness, then these things won't in itself make the difference. The, the foundation must be there, this will build on it. The foundation is akhlaq. So in any case, this is the lesson. Now, Obviously, there are 
many times some specific issues that need to be addressed, whatever the situation might be, there are some specific issues that then need to be mediated on sometimes. But this is the principal issue. This is the main foundational issue that we need to check and work within ourselves and also teach one another akhlaq. The sum total of akhlaq, the sum total of akhlaq is to deal with the servants of Allah Ta'ala in such a way that Allah Ta'ala becomes pleased. This is the sum total of akhlaq. So all the time to keep checking within ourselves. Sometimes something happens, whatever happens. What will please Allah Ta'ala in this situation now? How must I conduct myself to earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala? Somebody said something, I'm now feeling upset. What do I say? How do I react in such a way that it earns the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala? Now the person having reflected on this, he says, well, what earns the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala is what Allah Ta'ala himself has declared, Inna Allah ma'as-sabirin. I'm going to make sabr now. Allah Ta'ala has said, فَمَنْ عَفَا وَأَصْلَحَ فَأَجْرُهُ عَلَى اللَّهِ The one who forgives and who mends that relationship, who creates peace, his reward is with Allah Ta'ala. So Allah Ta'ala is pleased with this. This is what I'm going to do. Allah Ta'ala has said, وَالْكَافِمِينَ الْغَيْزِ وَالْعَافِينَ عَنِ النَّاسِ وَاللَّهُ يُحِبُّ الْمُحْسِنِينَ That the muttaqeen are those who restrain their anger and they forgive. And Allah Ta'ala loves those who make ihsan. So fine, I need to get over this for a few minutes, for a one hour, two hours too. But after this is over, I'm going to make ihsan. I'm going to return this negative with a positive. Now when a person will engage his mind in this manner and keep checking within himself, but it will not happen if we don't have these virtues of akhlaq in front of us. It will not be possible to act on all this if a person is oblivious of the rewards Allah Ta'ala is showering on the one who adopts that akhlaq. Otherwise it's not, it's not very difficult, sometimes becomes like impossible. Then all the aspects of revenge and whatever else start boiling within. So this is the very important thing to keep reminding ourselves time to time that what is this akhlaq all about, what is Allah Ta'ala's, what are the rewards Allah Ta'ala is showering on those who adopt this akhlaq. I want to perfect my iman, I want to shine my iman. How is that going to happen if I don't also sort my akhlaq out? So this is the thing that to the extent that this akhlaq has been rectified, this akhlaq has been strengthened, this akhlaq, and we go to learn akhlaq, we have to practice on akhlaq, we go to teach akhlaq as well, but in the proper manner. We started off by saying, many have been asking about this, what, how to deal with domestic issues and whatever kind of situations come up in terms of the challenges that come up at home. So, one of the things, this is obviously the main thing that we're discussing, but one of the very important things, so that we don't forget it, now that's coming again to mind, is this talim in the home. This is essential. One is that this is what will, inshallah, the talim, the talim of the fazail, this will create the enthusiasm for amal, that amal will take place in the home, that will bring that barkat in the home also. So this is now the one aspect that this talim of the fazail in itself, to the extent that these amal will grow in one, iman will grow, that is what will make a person conscious of akhlaq also. Because akhlaq is a part of iman. It's a very, very great part of iman. The extent the iman grows, the akhlaq will grow. 
So that is one very great part of this and very great benefit that this will come inshallah. Apart from that, that is the main benefit that would come inshallah. Apart from that, there is some ajeeb barakat in this talim. And many a couple that were in having huge turmoil in their homes, in their marriages, and among the main things that was prescribed for them was this talim. But with consistency. Even if it's 10 minutes daily, but the key aspect is consistency. And after a month or two, and those who were doing it consistently, their analysis was, we believe that to a great extent, the talim has brought the sukoon back in the home. So now, that's another one part also, that now the talim, mashallah, gets started. So now this is bringing that, it's like the air conditioner being put on to bring that coolness. But simultaneously, if the person has got that heater on full blast, so now, and he's got a whole fire burning in his house, so now this air conditioner and that fire simultaneously, that heater simultaneously, we're not going to get that benefit. We're not going to feel it. The benefit will come, but it will get cancelled off. What is that fire? While this talim, mashallah, must start off, this is something must happen consistently. But at the same time, those things that drain that barakat out of the home, those things that take the sukoon out, those things that invite the shayateen, if that is going to simultaneously continue, then this barakat is going to be disappearing. Then it is the same example of the tank. On the one side we are filling that water, but we have created a hole at the bottom, so everything gets drained out. So mashallah, these amal are bringing the sukoon in the home, but these things, the television and whatever other devices that we get hooked onto, and other things that are forbidden, if that is part of that house, then on the one side these amal are bringing that sukoon, but it is all immediately being let out of the window. So we need to now do both things. That on the one side, we keep the stalin consistent, but with the barakat of the stalin, we need to now then take steps in a way that all these things get cleared out of our homes and this barakat and sukoon can then be maintained. So this is a very, very effective aspect, very tried and tested thing. It's not just a theory and not just an odd example that happens. Sometimes something happens somewhere, one, one in a thousand, one in a million. This is a tried and tested thing, not in one, not in two, dozens of cases. So it's up to us to adopt it, to practice upon it, and to take the benefit for ourselves as well. So in any case, this is the aspect of akhlaq that we have to make this effort on akhlaq, improve this akhlaq, and to the extent that this akhlaq has been strengthened, to that extent we will see what has what what benefit will come. Just on the lighter side of it a bit that. When the akhlaq is missing, when akhlaq is missing, then people will wish that they start missing us also. So one person went into a coma, such a deep coma, they thought he passed away. So now, because they thought he passed away, whereas he was in a coma, so they started the processes, the procedures, husal, kafan, whatever, so now the janaza is lying there, family people are sit, sitting around, reciting something, whatever. 
and the person's wife is sitting there too and she is also really crying she is crying her heart out any case now the time came to now for the janaza salah so the sons came in they picked up the janaza others helped out now they are walking the janaza to the qabristan as they are walking there was one low lying branch now this person hadn't passed away he was in a very deep coma there was one low lying branch which they didn't realize that this is lying so low now they are carrying the janaza and walking so as they are walking past this janaza hit the that branch in that when it hit that branch that jolt this person came out of the coma so now when he came out of the coma any case maybe they got shocked first but then they got very happy mashallah this person is alive so they brought him back home so any case life carried on now after some time he really passed away so now again the whole process hosal etc everything now the janaza is there again his wife is crying now for the second time she is crying even more any time after a while now they had to come and take the janaza and walk, go so the sons walked in again so as the sons walked in and came so the one son the mother now her husband passed away so she calls him close to her ear she calls him close and whispers in his ear it took to study when you're going make sure you'll watch that branch she <laughs> <laughs> might come back just now <laughs> now whoever made the story up but the issue is the moral the moral is that sometimes people might cry outwardly for us but let us really ask their hearts like that everybody might say everything but those who we interact with let us really ask their hearts and sometimes you might get a shock about what might be the reality nobody generally will express it but if we have to really check for ourselves if we do a thorough analysis of ourselves by looking at ourselves in the mirror that if i was the person who was on the receiving end of what i'm giving then what would i be wishing so this is the very very essential thing to be conscious of this akhlaq to practice on this akhlaq and this akhlaq has a lot of sacrifice in it the sacrifice is most often just within us there is a big mujahada no doubt it's not something that is just very very straightforward and simple yes there's a lot of mujahada inside but after all that is why there's such a great reward for it that is why this is what has been declared as that the person with the most perfect iman is the person with the best akhlaq because he is all the time making this mujahada within himself this is the greater mujahada than many of the other things ibadat after a while a person for example fasts excessively then a time comes when he can't do without fasting a person becomes very accustomed to mashallah tahajjud salah now for many a person that tahajjud salah sounds like very difficult but somebody becomes accustomed to it and he's doing it daily now he can't do without it that becomes easy in that regard but this akhlaq is all the time a test it's all the time a bitter gulp sometimes not all the time but often it's a bitter gulp but this bitter gulp brings that sweet many things are bitter in taste but are tremendously beneficial ask diabetics and they'll tell you that they have been prescribed sometimes some very bitter things hakimi things and so on says this is very bitter but it destabilizes the whole sugar now the taste is bitter but a very very sweet result in the sense that it's stabilizing everything it's bringing everything to normal 
So this is the akhlaq. That a person who adopts that akhlaq, that akhlaq brings that peace around him, ultimately he benefits from that peace. This is something very important to bear in mind. That this is not something small, it's not something, by the way, to try, with obviously all this within the limits of shariat and sunnah. Not to cross the bounds of shariat at all. We cannot make somebody happy by displeasing Allah Ta'ala. So all this is within the limits of shariat. If somebody is demanding to be happy only provided we do something that is going to cross the line of deen, then we're going to make sabr on that, but we can't do that. That is out of the question. Within the limits of shariat and sunnah, whatever we can do to keep those at home happy, this is very important. This is very important to the extent that there will be peace at home, there will be peace in our hearts, there will be peace in our salah also. We will be able to make our sajda properly. We will be able to make our ibadat in more, with more itminan and sukun. And whatever work and occupation or dini service, whatever person is engaged in, whether it is day-to-day work for that matter, everything will carry on with sukun. But to the extent that there is a turmoil at home, it will affect everything. It will affect the sajda also. It will affect so many things. So this is not just a by the waiting, this is something to invest in. We understand investments. Because investments we see the material returns. To invest in the peace at home. And that investment, like we have to put in some capital. The capital day is akhlaq. The capital day is our sabr. The capital day is thinking ahead how to bring about further happiness, how to create a better environment, how to keep everybody at ease and at peace. That is the investment. And this is sometimes something far away from our mind as being anything to do with ibadat also, let alone being a very great ibadat. We don't even regard it as ibadat. Can we imagine that a person buys something for his own family, but he makes the niyat of sadaqah, he gets the reward of sadaqah there. He himself will end up benefiting from it. That goodness that will come out of it, that happiness came, he also benefited out of it. But he got the reward of sadaqah. In the Hadith Sharif, that lesson that Nabi Islam gave, that sadaqah, various aspects are all sadaqah. Amar bil ma'roof is also sadaqah. Nahyanil munkar, refraining from the wrong is also sadaqah. And a person who is looking for directions, he got lost somewhere, he stopped to ask somebody, Dallut tariqi sadaqatun. He is now guiding somebody for direction. He is getting the reward of sadaqah. So there are various aspects of this nature. Sadaqah is not only confined to monetary sadaqah. That too is sadaqah. That too is a very great sadaqah. And there should be some sadaqah of that nature, of a monetary nature also, that we give daily. It doesn't have to be any very big sum. Even a few rands. Even one rand. Even part of a rand. But there should be some sadaqah that we give daily. As-sadaqatu tutfi'u ghadabar rabb. Wa tadfa'u meetatassu. Nabi Islam says, sadaqah cools the anger of Allah Ta'ala. Cools the anger of Allah Ta'ala means Allah Ta'ala doesn't have emotions. Allah Ta'ala is free of emotions. Emotions we have. Allah Ta'ala is free of emotions. But this is a manner of expression to make us understand. What it means is it saves us from azab. 
that sadaqah becomes a protection from azab. And then the very, very great benefit of sadaqah, وَتَدْفَعُ مِيْتَ It prevents from a bad death. It protects a person from a bad death. So sadaqah is tremendously great. Every day something. It doesn't have to be a big amount, some amount. So that is one type of sadaqah we should do all the time. But apart from that, this is all sadaqah as well. And among these aspects of sadaqah, Nabi Islam says, Hatta ma taj'alu fi fimra'atik. All these things are sadaqah. Even that morsel of food which you put into the mouth of your wife, that too is sadaqah. Now, why is this specifically being mentioned? This is something which we might regard as a very private domain. So now, this was, and this is something which, where somebody's mind will go to such a thing as being sadaqah. But Nabi Islam is highlighting it. Because there are numerous things of sadaqah, there were some things highlighted. This is being highlighted as well. So why is this being highlighted? Because this is a lesson, that what will this do? Now this occasional, and again, that this is something that is being done with affection. Otherwise somebody is, Decides, well, I'm going to make amal on this, but he does it in such a way he breaks the teeth. <laughs> That's not going to achieve anything. He says, well, now I did it. He didn't do anything. So this is meant to, this is all what enhances that bond. It helps to keep that peace because it keeps that relationship happy. It creates that muhabbat. And all this helps to keep that peace that peace will help a person make his sajda in peace. That peace will, make, will help and assist him to make his zikr and tasbihat in peace. Otherwise in the turmoil he won't know sometimes what he is reciting, what he is doing, where he is. So it's not just a by the way thing. This is something to invest in. This is something that has tremendous benefit for us in dunya and that akhlaq that we adopted, that sabr we made sometimes, whatever other... That is something that will bring us tremendous benefit in dunya and akhirat. So this is a win-win in all sin. We'll win in dunya, we'll win in akhirat. So this is aspect of akhlaq that we need to pay a lot of attention to. And this is something that we need to... But it doesn't happen just by wishing about it again. How does this akhlaq improve? This too again improves by learning from our mistakes. We'll make mistakes. But now when a person has slipped up, then he will take advice. That this is what I did now, what next? So sometimes there will be some advice. First time round, there will be some advice. Second time round, perhaps some advice of a different nature. Third time round, there will be something to, would be advice to make this a self-imposed penalty now. That now that I slipped up again, if this happens in future, this is going to be what the penalty will be on me. And a penalty that will be befitting what the issue is that will help to address the issue, help to rectify the matter. So, this is the way in which then this improves. Now, person over time, years have passed, and he's been in a, conducting himself in a particular manner, it won't be by just one decision, one uh, resolution within himself, it will just automatically, overnight everything will come right. Now it's a, it's a turnaround, it's like a huge truck that has been traveling at a certain speed. And now you're going to take a U-turn. 
it requires a wide circle and needs to come at a certain speed only and so many things, so much of care has to be taken and so much of effort involved in it then slowly it will take that U-turn and then it starts travelling in the opposite direction at that speed it won't happen so now we are already going at a certain speed so now we will slip up, we will make mistakes but now a person who is concerned to rectify himself then he won't allow those mistakes to just be wished away and now it happened, now forget about it he will be concerned, now what should I do to rectify it, to address it so that is the lesson that we have to now take along. This is, if from this etikaf, from this time that we spent in the house of Allah Ta'ala, from these programs, if we take back this lesson of akhlaq, we take back this lesson, obviously all the lessons are extremely important, whether it's our ibadat, obviously our aqaid and imaniyat, the discussions of that were taking place daily also, and our ibadat obviously, that goes without saying, our mu'amalat, our mu'asharat, but together with all that, we take back this lesson of akhlaq. And this is something that will tremendously take, take us tremendously forward. It will bring us that barakat and blessings in dunya. We will see the benefit in our homes. We will see the benefit in our lives. And obviously this is something that will take us very close to Allah Ta'ala. Because this is what brings about that perfection of iman. Just to discuss something a little bit further. Hadith says in the Hadith Sharif, Hadith Pak mein hai, لا خير في من لا يألف ولا يؤلف. This is again that same lesson of akhlaq. Rabbi Islam says that لا خير في من لا يألف ولا يؤلف. اس شخص میں کوئی بلائی نہیں جو نہ کسی سے محبت کرتا ہے اور نہ لوگ اس سے محبت کرتے ہیں. Rabbi Islam says that there is no good in such a person. No good in such a person who who doesn't have love for others, affection for others. And people don't love him. Then there's no good in such a person. That he has no love for others and people have no love for him. Is baare mein ek hadith aur sun lijiye. Huzoor sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ke zamane mein do aurte thi. Ek aurat bhoat ibadat karti thi. Sahaba ne huzoor sallallahu alayhi wa sallam se is aurat ke mutalik arz kiya ke ek aurat bari ibadat guzar hai. Magar uske akhlaq nihayat kharaab hai. Zuban ki nihayat karwi hai. Har ek se zara zara si baat par lerti hai. Hadith says just together with this one more Hadith Sharif listen along that once two women were mentioned in the presence of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam two women their condition was mentioned to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam one woman was described as such that she is a person who excels in ibadat nafil ibadat she does a lot of nafil ibadat but together with that nafil ibadat she has very poor akhlaq she has a very bitter tongue and on small small issues she is all the time saying things, bitter things to people, hurting people and her akhlaq is very poor, she keeps getting into confrontation and keeps getting into arguments with people on small small things. Sara mahalla usse tang hai. All people are now really, they are very very, uh, they are having a hard time with her. Aapne farmaya hiya fin naar, ye jahannam mein hai. Nabi Islam said, she will be in jahannam, meaning if she continues like this, she is on the path of jahannam. That despite that excelling in ibadat, despite excelling in ibadat, because of the poor akhlaq, she is ending up in jahannam, unless she sorts herself out. Ah, kaha gaya tahajjud, kaha gayi tilawat, kaha gayi namaz, kaha gaya roza, aap sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ne jahannam ki wa'id sunadi. Rasul says that, ah, 
what happened to all that tahajjud, tilawat, salah, the fast, that despite all this, Nabi Islam is warning her that look, you are headed on the path of Jahannam. Despite all these amal. Jo akhlaq ka karwa ho, uska karwa pan logo mein mashhoor ho, ke ye aadmi ghusse ka tez, aur akhlaq ka bad tamiz hai, maghloobul ghadab hai, har aadmi isse pana mangta ho, darta ho, to samajh lo ke isa shaks insaan nahi beriya hai. Hazrat says that, Allah forbid, if this becomes the situation about us now, somebody, us, we regard it as ourselves now, that we go to analyze ourselves, that if we become known like a person of a very, very poor character, somebody with a terrible temper, and on every other thing he loses his temper, and he keeps becoming overwhelmed with anger, every now and then he's losing his control, he's becoming overwhelmed with his anger and doing things and saying things which are completely out of line, and every other person is walking on eggshells around him. People are all the time at edge when they are in his presence. If this becomes the condition of a person that this is how people regard him generally, then, Hazrat says it in some strong words, this was his position to say it in this manner, he says such a person is not an insan, he is not a human being, he is some wild animal, he is a wolf. Nevertheless, this was the one woman who was mentioned in the regarding whom Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam then said she is going to Jahannam. Or dusri aurat ke baare mein khabar di gai ke ya Rasulullah, ek aurat hai jo farz, wajib aur sunnat muakkada ada karti hai, zaruri zaruri amal karti hai, lekin uske akhlaq se sara mahalla khush hai. Iska aisa thanda mizaj aur narm dil hai ke sara mahalla usse khush hai. Kisi ke musibat mein kaam aana, kisi ke gham mein gham zada hona, har wakt apne parosiyo ka khayal rakna, then the other woman was mentioned that there is another woman, she fulfills her farais, wajibat, sunnat muakkada, perhaps a little bit of nafil. But though she is not excelling in nafil ibadat, she has excellent akhlaq. She, everybody is happy with how she conducts herself. And she has a very cool and calm temperament. She is all the time ready to assist others in their time of need. And if somebody is in some grief, she is the one consoling and comforting the person. And she is concerned about her neighbors, etc. So, what is the position? Sun lo ke huzoor sallallahu alayhi wa sallam farmate hai. This is another point Hazrat mentioning in between. Ke apne musalman baay se khanda peshani se muskurate chehre se mulaqat karna sadaqa hai. Agar che maal nahi kharchua, lekin muft mein sadaqa ka sawab mil gaya. On that note about consoling others, etc., Hazrat says that it is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif, the person who meets his brother with a smiling face, that too earns the reward of sadaqa. Though he didn't spend one cent, but he met his fellow Muslim in this manner, he got the reward of sadaqa. Agar aap ghamgeen bhi hai, to bhi uswak qasdan tabassum ke liye, dil nahi chahta muskurane ko, lekin ek musalman ko khushkarne ke liye, isse muskurakar pooch le, ke bai kya hal hai. At that time, a person might be in his own grief, he might be in some concern, some worry, whatever. But when meeting somebody, suppress that feeling within one's heart for that moment, and smilingly, even if at that time one doesn't feel like smiling at anyone. But when meeting one's fellow Muslim, smilingly greet him, ask about his well-being, this too earns sadaqa, the reward of sadaqa. When you can do it for the Allah ko khush karne ke liye tabassum 
تو مفت کا صدقہ ہے when for one's stomach meaning to earn some few pennies one will smile despite being in whatever grief whatever but if there's a profit to be made he'll smile for that moment and do that deal so for dunya we will smile even though we are in some grief so to smile for the sake of allah taala and get the reward of sadaqa in for free why should we not be able to do this to huzur sallallahu alaihi wasallam ne acche akhlaq wali aurat ke bare mein farmaya hiya fil jannah yani wo jannati hai so nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam then declared regarding this woman with good akhlaq that she will be in jannat coming back to that first, first hadith sharif that was mentioned la khaira fi man la ya'lif wa la yu'laf that there is no good in such a person who does not show love and affection who does not show muhabbat to others and who is not loved by others the lesson in this is that what is mentioned first what is mentioned first is man la ya'lif the one who doesn't have that muhabbat he doesn't have that love he doesn't have that affection for others and then is yu'laf so to the extent he will display this muhabbat he will deal with others with that muhabbat with that akhlaq with that affection whether it is at home whether it is outside every place has its own manner of affection and muhabbat but accordingly he must be the one who is taking the first step to show that akhlaq to have that muhabbat for others then this will rebound also this is the aspect of akhlaq what do we give in time that will come back also but we must give it with ikhlas that is the key aspect give it with ikhlas that example many times we've taken about that ball person throws it across at the wall what happens it bounces back and comes back to the person who threw it but there's a very very important part of it it must be inflated if it's not inflated it'll just go and lie there so what is the inflation the inflation here is to have it inflated with akhlaq with ikhlas that akhlaq has to be shown but inflated with ikhlas that is being done for allah taala alone to an allah taala's pleasure then allah taala will turn the hearts hearts are in the control of allah taala allah taala give us the tawfiq allah taala enable us to adopt the best akhlaq at all times and live with the best akhlaq and earn the benefits in dunya and the main thing is we will get the great rewards of akhirat and get the pleasure of allah tabaraka wa taala allah taala accept one and all allah taala accept all these discussions that took place make it a means of benefit for myself for all of us and the key aspect here is that obviously there were so many things discussed we can't remember everything all the time but there are certain things the core of it will be in our mind somewhere the the main part of the whole lesson that will be somewhere in our mind sometime or the other we will keep things will come to mind and that is something to do to rewind in our mind what was discussed now there might have been 20 things discussed two will come to mind but if we engage our mind many times the mind is just in some kind of just futile things person is dreaming big big things that dreams will carry on dreaming instead of living in a dream world we rather live in the world of reality so yes something sometimes a person now he has to plan something about his work plan about his business he needs to now sort things out he will think about that that's obvious but futile thoughts just running in just idle thoughts which have no benefit to him so that's one is if it's haram thoughts that's very harmful that is destructive and if it's futile that futile also leads towards haram 
futility leads towards haram. It's a stepping stone in that direction. It might not be haram in itself, but if it's futile, Allah forbid it will start taking a person gradually in that direction. So instead of engaging, we have to train to engage our mind, train it to keep bringing it to think constructively. So now we've heard some discussion of deen. So now to bring back to mind what was, thought, what was discussed. So out of that 50 things sometimes, two, three things will come to mind. We might not remember everything at the same time. But the two, three things will come to mind. And many a times the only thing we remember is the joke. But the joke also had a lesson in it. So if you remember only the joke, then remember the lesson as well. So that lesson was akhlaq. So now we need to keep enhancing that akhlaq, keep working on it. So now to, to revi- remind, rewind this in our minds, in our hearts. And then to analyze that that was the lesson was learned. What step did I take positively forward to try and now implement this in my life? How many times I made amal on it? Okay, not yet, but today I'm going to do it. So once in a while, every now and again, person is driving... Now the mind is just here and fine he has to concentrate on his driving but at the same time the mind doesn't stop thinking. So now to engage the mind sometimes in this kind of thought he is just lying down trying to fall asleep in some tasbih, some zikr, some durur sharif sometimes just engaging the mind again in this manner. So all this will help to take us forward. Allah ta'ala give us a tawfiq. Subhanallah bihamdihi, subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Nashadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa Thank you.